Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and here we are in the month of October, caring for our communities. We're taking that little moment where we step back and say, hmm, where do we live? What environments are we in and how can we support them to the best of our abilities? And my guest today is going to have a really unique perspective, somebody that we haven't had on this month at all so far, that I think it's going to be uh, something that will pause and make you ask some more questions about what else is there out there for us. So Lisa Zanvil has more than 30 years of experience in the nonprofit sector, but also public and uh, government affairs, media relations, crisis management. She's done a lot, let me tell you. She's also really involved in and in really invested in community relations, strategic planning. She's been a spokesperson, she's a trainer, she's a stakeholder. And uh, here's the thing, as a graduate of UCLA, she has worked for the Democratic National Committee in Washington, D.C., the California Democratic Party, the Los Angeles City Attorney's Office, the California State Assembly, and Pac Bell, uh, for those of you who knew, Pacific Bell, which is now AT&T, <laughs> where she was once the Director of Media Relations and the primary spokesperson for that company. Now, today, though, she started an organization called the Los Angeles Trials Trial Lawyers Charities, and she did that in 2016. And it's a nonprofit that supports early cancer research and clinical trials. And right now she is uh, in her office where she's getting ready for an incredible event that they have coming up this weekend, which is a little prior to the air date, so knowing when we're taping this. And uh, she's gonna share with us not only what they do and what they accomplish, but how you may want to get involved in this in your community. So Lisa, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much, Michael, for inviting me to, oh, to be here. It was um, so fun. We, I know we were giggling before we started taping. You're like, my office is a mess, but you also yes. have a huge event, which is why you have everything in your office right now, because you have a huge exactly. event this weekend. So, and this well, is the overflow of everything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we'll talk a little bit more about your event. But before we get there, you know, I hit the highlights of, of your career and your organization in your bio. But tell us a little bit more about the Trial Lawyers Charities and about, you know, your mission and how it helps people to shock their potential. Well, the Los Angeles Trial Lawyers Charities, I didn't start the organization. However, I was there at the beginning. And I'll explain that. Um, we started about 15 years ago this year, and it was started by a small group of plaintiff attorneys. Plaintiff attorneys are the ones who go after bad business practices, bad medicine, personal injury. They really help consumers. And mm. so it was started by attorneys who felt each as individuals were helping 
in the world, in the community, but together they could do so much more. And so they mm -hmm. decided to start Los Angeles Trial Lawyers Charities in 2006. And the reason I say I was there at the beginning, because I was actually at the kickoff of this organization by coincidence, my husband is part of that organization, um, the, the Bar Association involved with the group. So there's kind of, synergy and nepotism combined together <laughs> in, this, in this situation. But 15 years ago, it started and it started small. Uh, we supported four organizations um, that were in, in Los Angeles and there were a few volunteer projects. But over the years, it has really developed into a large um, making a difference group. Uh, we believe in helping in the community in five areas, children, education, survivors of abuse, persons mm. with disabilities, and homelessness. And mm. we do this in a number of ways. The first way is that we raise money. We're a pass-through nonprofit. So what mm. we raise is what we give away. And over the years, in 15 years, we've given over $5 million in wow. both grants, goods, and gifts to the community, some direct giving. So we've done this as a financial um, helping in the community, making a difference to organizations, especially small organizations. You know, we, we don't believe as in so much as national groups as we do local uh, groups. Uh, we're working with one that provides um, uh, mobile showers to the homeless in Venice Beach. I mean, it's a oh, small yeah. group, but we help to fund them. Uh, so these are the kind of things that we're always looking for is to make a real difference. And then we also do it in volunteer projects. For example, we have monthly projects. We started that in about 2015 and we've done over 6,000 volunteer hours uh, since then. And the projects can be as simple as a couple of weeks ago, we were gardening in a group called Vista Del Mar in their gardens. We will serve meals for the homeless. Uh, we will do all kind of painting. It really doesn't matter as long as it does make a difference. Um, and then we have what's called signature events. Uh, in Back in 2016, we thought we're going to go beyond just depending on our partner charities, we have about 100 partner charities for the volunteer projects. We want mm -hmm. to start something ourselves. So since then, we've done what's called Comfort and Joy every year, which is in South Central Los Angeles. We will do huge holiday village, give out 2,000 toys, uh, food, all kinds of things to make individual families a little better, making a difference for them individually, not just toys, mm -hmm. but also paper goods and frozen oh, yeah. ham or turkey, just really individual uh, helping others. Then we also have something called the Great Trike Giveaway, which is one of my <laughs> favorite events, totally. Um, it actually was the first event I worked on as executive director. So this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we give out adaptive tricycles 
to children with disabilities. So oh. it is so wonderful to see the faces on these kids uh, when they receive their specialized bike. And it could be as small as somebody two years old getting a bike to mm -hmm. a young adult getting one of these tricycles. So those are two of them. And then we started something called the Day of Dignity, where it's for homeless, but it's not just giving out food or just giving out clothes. We'll do things mm -hmm. like manicures. We'll provide yeah. them services that they want, um, meals. And it's just a day to feel the kind of love and dignity that we want them to feel. And that's mm -hmm. our day of dignity for the homeless. My so goodness. <laughs> yeah, you guys do a lot. You must be exhausted. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, in Philadelphia, we have a gentleman who is always out on street corners and he does uh, haircuts for the homeless. Oh, I and love so that. And he just asks for tips from people driving by. So he'll be doing it in the middle of, you know, broad, uh, you know, in the middle of, you know, this big street where you see the uh, the city hall behind you. And and it's um, it's just really a lovely thing, you know, and he's he's always got somebody there, but he wants them to feel good. And he wants them to feel like, you know, you, you got a haircut, you got that going for you. And I love the fact that things like a manicure or just that, those, those things that many of us take for granted that you might think are a luxury and they are a luxury, but how good is it to, um, to have that kind of closeness with somebody and talk to them? I mean, when you're getting a manicure, you're also chatting with the person and you're, you're gossiping and, you're, and that's connection. We recently put together a tribute book uh, for our 15 years because it's our 15th anniversary. And I asked people to send me what was their favorite volunteer project? What made a difference for them? And one of our board members said that she was at the Day of Dignity. She was doing uh, the manicures. And she said, and this gentleman came over, he had AIDS. And mm -hmm. the fact that we were not just willing to uh, interact in a very close and social way, but to provide the the conversation, exactly what you're saying, Michael, yeah. it's the whole idea of making a difference with people and face-to-face. -face. And some of our favorite volunteer projects are the ones where we talk to people, where we yeah. deal with people. Yeah. Even during, um, if I can digress a little, even during the mm -hmm. pandemic, uh, we decided we, I had this huge hat calendar on my wall that had every month filled with volunteer projects. And at the beginning of 2020, it was all filled. And I yeah. just couldn't take it down. I just couldn't take it down. So we went to our partner, Cherry, says, what can we do that even remotely with them? Right. So there's a camp uh, through Ability First that are adults with special needs or disabilities. And so we said, okay, we could do a project with you. And so we decided to do a St. Patrick's Day Zoom event where mm -hmm. we gave out all the craft um, uh, ingredients, so to speak, yeah, yeah. and put together Leprechaun together, all of us on Zoom, put these <laughs> things together, and we had a Leprechaun read a story, and then they taught us an Irish jig. 
So it was this interaction, even during the pandemic, where you mm. felt face to face with people. Right. Oh, how wonderful. And, you know, especially for, I mean, it was hard enough, the lockdown, it's hard enough for people that don't have abilities, especially developmental disabilities. And when you're already isolated and, and have other challenges, that, that time is so important, especially to do that, that early on, you know, that's, that's an incredible opportunity. It was, uh, we had in the chat, people, People were writing things in the chat, and one of the young girls uh, who was with the, was a camper said, "I just want to be together and see your face." Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was these things. Ever since the first event I went to, I said afterwards, "I'm either going to be high as a kite the rest of yeah. the day after these events, or I'm going to sit in my car and cry because yeah. it's it's this interaction, it's this." really seeing where you can make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I'd love to see, you know, the, uh, the great trike giveaway. Oh, I was just watching yeah. a story on uh, CBS Sunday morning this last weekend. And it was a little boy who, um, he, you know, he's, he's missing a leg from, yeah, I think he has it from the, he has it to his knee. And so he has a prosthetic, but he can't ride his bike because the his prosthetic wouldn't stay on the on the uh, pedal and so three gals from the high school who normally do robotics com uh, competitions heard about him they've created a way to have a bike that has a little bit of um, of motion to it so you know a little bit of an electric bike but only enough so that when his leg gets to the the top it helps push it so that it won't bother his prosthetic because his prosthetic kept falling off when he would have to try and push it down. And I'm like, who even thinks of that? I mean, how wonderful that you guys are doing something that's so incredibly specialized because it it's easy, like you said, to do big, big projects, but that, that you're getting down yeah. to the real personal level. After one of our giveaways, uh, I remember one of the young women, uh, young girls, she was a teenager, uh, could not communicate at all, but had such a smile on her face and was with her whole family and they were just wonderful. A few days afterwards, we got a card from with some pictures and the family, I probably cry, uh, the family uh, <laughs> said that this was the first time that the young girl, the young lady could play with her sisters. That oh. by having this bike, she could interact and, and there were pictures of the three of them all biking together and it does make a difference and in every community there are organizations that do this with just a little bit of research you can find out uh it's national group uh a company that makes these adaptive bicycles i think it's called ambux and they have different local uh nonprofits that try to bring families in who can't afford them. They cost a thousand dollars each. Oh. And try to, if you don't have the ability, the financial ability to pay for that, that's where we come in. Mm -hmm. We raise the money and we give away at least 15 to 30 every year. And this great trike giveaway is 
is my favorite. It's uh, mm. everybody has fun. We have a cheer squad of special <laughs> needs cheerleaders who many have Down syndrome or other intellectually uh, developmental uh, situation. And they cheer and our people are, we bring uh, their own children and they'll bring their own bikes and they'll ride with the kids on a parade. It's special. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I bet. I can see why that would be your favorite. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Top Dog Learning Group LLC is a leadership change management and diversity inclusion consulting firm based in Orlando, Florida, but with top doggers, aka consultants throughout North America and beyond. They focus on training programs, both virtual and face-to-face, -face, keynotes and lunch and learns, group and one-on-one -on -one coaching, and off-the-shelf solutions. One such solution is their masterclass on the top three strategies to be resilient in times of change. This thoughtful self-paced online training will guide you through three tactics you can use immediately, not just to survive, but to thrive when change comes at you. Use the code RESIL50OFF for 50% off the program. Just go to bit.ly forward slash 3A5MLS6 and enter the code RESIL50OFF in all capitals to redeem your 50% off coupon. The link and code will be available in our show notes as well for easy access. Learn more today at topdoglearning.learningworlds.com. And we are back with Lisa Zanville, and she is the executive director of the LA Trial Lawyers Charities. Um, before I ask you your next, my next question, though, for you, I was just thinking about you when you were talking about, like, for instance, comfort and joy when you do this. And I love the fact that you guys are trying to get really specific, like the showers for the homeless people in Venice, and those things that are it. Sometimes I think it's people think, oh, you know, this will will take care of big problems in big ways, but there's individual needs are really important. And you just said, you know, I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to help them with food and Christmas gifts, but, you know, they might need paper towels and they might need toilet paper. And, you know, gosh, in the last couple of years, we know how important Clorox bleach wipes are, you know, that aren't the things that are always thought of to help families in their more unique individual needs. And I think that's really important. It is, and our event has evolved because we try to identify the individual needs. When we started, it was called the Turkey and Toy Giveaway. And we had frozen turkeys and we gave, gave every family a frozen turkey and it was uh, uh, all the ingredients for, an, uh, for a holiday meal. And we moved it slightly to a different location in South Los Angeles, and we work closely with the Newton Police Department, which is really in a tough area. And they told us that not only do these families have nothing to begin with, but they don't even have an oven that's big enough for a turkey. So oh. we ended up changing it to frozen hams that are already mm -hmm. cooked that you can take home and defrost. We added things like, instead of just the ingredients of a meal, to what you were talking about, toilet paper, paper towels, 
diapers, uh, baby mm. wipes, all the things a family may need. And we we listen as well as project what we think people want so yeah. that we could um, make things happen. And it was, again, I'll digress. We've had a pandemic and <laughs> trying to create an event was impossible. Oh, yeah. uh, how could we give away all of these items? And we had a whole plan of cars driving through and we would give bags of goodies to everybody. It was all planned out for Saturday. And on Monday, they locked us down in Los Angeles. And yeah. so we couldn't even assemble the bags for the families. Everything was at the Newton Police Department, but we couldn't even assemble. I mean, 2,000 to toys and everything. They were getting Amazon deliveries like you wouldn't believe. Oh, wow. and they came to us and said, we are going to become patrol car Santas. We are going to take all of the bags and we're going to deliver them to the families that we know in the community need it. And they delivered everything. 500 bags, 500 families received bags of goodies from, from us. Wow. And what a great lesson. I mean, that's such a poignant issue of, you know, you may think you're doing a great job having frozen turkeys, but if nobody can cook it because they don't have that availability... I mean, yes. you, we wouldn't always think about that. It's really important to ask the questions. And, you know, and I know there were several years that I used to, uh, when I lived back in Washington state, that I would be a part of a food drive where, you know, everybody, we'd have a day where it was, you know, your day to volunteer in front of the grocery store and ask people to, to donate to the food drive. And so I, you know, you'd have a little sheet that say, you know, people want peanut butter or whatever, you know, the, the staples, whatever. And uh, so people would ask me, okay, well, what do you want me to get? And I'd say, I want you to go get me 20 jars of baby food. Yes. <laughs> I want, I want a mixture of vegetables, fruits, <laughs> And meats, whatever. And because I, I got really specific because I'm seeing all these jars of peanut butter and I'm like, I don't like peanut butter. You know, what if you got the thing with peanut butter? Okay, that's fine. But what if you really need a variety, a nice variety of Gerber baby applesauce, you know? Exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. So it is I became known as the Gerber, uh, the <laughs> Gerber getter. <laughs> we all have our identities, right? <laughs> It is important to listen as well as give your opinion on things because it's um, important both ways. It just really is. Absolutely. Well, and I know like when, before we started taping, you said, you know, I look, I know we're in LA. This is, you know, the show of yours is national and global, which it is. But I think that you do have a message that if people are listening that they, you know, they could certainly donate to you. I'm certain you would take their financial donations, okay. whatever they want. So we'll give a plug for that. But I know you also said that, you know, maybe there's other people in other communities that want to do something similar, uh, another trial lawyers uh, charity uh, organization like yours. What what are some of your pieces of advice for them? Uh, first of all, the, we are looking at different geographies, so to speak. Here in California, uh, Orange County, which is just south of us, came to us a few years ago saying, look, we like what you're doing. We want to start our own. So we want to help other plaintiff attorneys and uh, local organizations mix together where they'll be able to help their local charities. It is 
people want to give back. And we have a game plan. We have a playbook that uh, is quite simple. And we're happy to help different organizations locally and outside of Los Angeles, even outside of California. We got a call a few weeks ago from Arizona saying we want to start a trial lawyers charities. And we are happy to help spread the word it'd have to be a it would be a separate organization you'd have to get your own 501c3 uh like us but we are happy to help you with the playbook to get started i love it well and frankly if somebody's listening and they're like well i'm not a trial lawyer but i'm a dentist and there's <laughs> other dentists in my communities i bet your playbook would could work very similarly they can start their own group it started with six people and it has now grown to over 3,000 uh, trial lawyers, vendors that work with us, and people who just care about giving back to the community. I love it. I love it. And Lisa, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes. But just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they it can't is. wait to look at the show notes, what's the best way to find you? It is latlc.org. That's latlc. Los Angeles Trial Lawyers Charities .org. and our phone number is 844-44-LATLC. We make it real simple. <laughs> I love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, I think we've learned in the last year, year and a half that we all have to pivot. We all have to think outside the box, whether it's how can we raise money? How can we give back? How can we do virtual events versus uh, and still help people and do what needs to be done? Listen to what the needs are of your community and then reach out to them and see how you can help. And that's what Los Angeles Trial Lawyers Charities really strives to do is to give back to the community. Yeah, I love it. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your story, but sharing your passion for what you do and reminding us that, you know, that those micro uh, opportunities for us can make huge differences in the lives of individual people around the world. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.